I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often in hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, Yue Xu, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Krafchick, as we explore this crazy dateable world. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating in the time of coronavirus. Of course, these are special episodes we're doing where Julie and I cannot be in the same room to record. We have to do this over Zoom and not sponsored by Zoom, by the way. <laughs> they are sponsored by every podcast right now, let's be honest. <laughs> That's so true. It's so weird to be recording not in the same room as you. I know. I, I know we're only on week three of this, but it just feels so odd because we're in the same city, less than a mile apart. 
but I know everything has to be virtual. But you know what I actually found out about today is a new dating app that came on the scene. Ooh. It's called oh. Quarantine Together. And it's just was released like yesterday. So it's like brand new and they're just like taking applicants. But I think what's hilarious about it is that in order to get a match, you have to say that you've washed your hands and you've been away from people and then you can get a match. Oh my gosh. Wait, is this sponsored by the CDC or something? Like the CDC came out with a dating app? No, I think it's probably just a lot of bored people that are working on a side project right now, is my but, guess. I mean, I think that's cool because it's very timely, but I also think what's going to happen after we're all out of quarantine? Are they out of business? They'll move to another. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They're staying relevant, staying relevant. I guess now's better time than ever to launch some new dating apps because everyone's searching for what else is out there to facilitate connections, I guess. Yeah, exactly. What's been going on in your life? Um, you know, being on phone calls, <laughs> <laughs> Zoom calls, the usual. I've been cooking a lot, which has been really great. Editing some podcasts, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I think... We'll get to it in this week's episode, but I think there's something nice about having the alone time, too. It does let you reflect on just Mm -hmm. what's been going on and what changes to make and all of that. And I surprisingly haven't been, I kind of got over that hump of feeling like, oh my God, I'm here by myself to not feeling that lonely. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, I'm alone, but I feel like I've had a lot of interaction, which has been good. You know, just every day at a time, I try to keep remembering, like, there's really a lot worse stuff going on, like on the front lines. So I'm just lucky to be where I am right now. That's the mentality I'm trying to keep. You know, there's something really empowering to figure out how to do your life remotely. Hmm. Not just work, but just your entire way of life. It's very freeing to me to know that once we adapt to this new circumstance, this new situation, that eventually we can all just take our lives remote. You can travel for months in a year, but still keep in touch with your friends and family and still do your work and still feel like you are part of society. So I think we're getting there. I think this is a really good social experiment. How has the last uh, week been for you? It's been really great in terms of just compartmentalizing my time to know that I work from nine to five and that's it. It's, you know, it's really hard to shut off when you're at home and to make that separation between work and not work. So I think you have to like consciously make that separation. And what I really love is our Facebook group, if you haven't joined it yet. (laughs) Love in the Time of Corona by the Dateable Podcast. It's a private group. We're having some really interesting conversations in that group and also just seeking support from each other and knowing that we're not in this alone and that we can support each other through all of this. It's been great making some of those connections in the Facebook group. And, you know, yesterday I went to I joined this virtual dance party with this <laughs> DJ that's local and he's really good. Andy oh, nice. at wait, Andy Brody, you know, Adam Brody. Wait, oh, shit. What's his name? <laughs> Sorry. I thought it was fantastic. There were like 85 people on the oh, Zoom wow. and everybody got dressed up. <laughs> 
<laughs> and everyone's like boogieing in their house. And it, w- it went on for hours. It was fantastic. And he wow. was spitting out some really sick beats. It was wonderful. And I said this in the Facebook group, there were two people that were flirting with each other in the chat group, but they were like, they didn't like private chat each other, but they would mention each other's name in that public chat. And then they, I think they really hit it off. It was <laughs> kind of funny. It was like an organic connection. Well, I think the Facebook group's been really interesting to see how people are coping with this and different ideas. Like someone sent over like a 36 questions to kind of talk to either your partner or someone that you're with either in person or remotely. Mm-hmm. And I thought there was just like some good ideas of date nights that people have been talking about or date ideas. So yeah, I've been really excited to see what others bring to the table and kind of just get those perspectives. Yeah, please. It's a private group. So we make sure that it's well curated and all of our content is also relatable and uh, relevant for what's going on right now. So find yeah. us. It's called Love in the Time of Corona by the Dateable Podcast. Love it. You know something else but that's been on my mind, Julie, is money. Oh, yep. yep. <laughs> yep. I think that's on everyone's mind. I love the stimulus bill. That's great. That's being passed. But also, what about future? I mean, I am really grateful that we encountered our sponsor, Empower, that Julie and I have both been using, which is an app that helps you autosave. So you don't even have to think about it. Right. No, it's been a really good time to have one of these because, yeah, like you mentioned, not everyone's even seeing the money from that bill. And even if you are, it is time to think beyond just that lump sum. So, what I've been really loving about Empower is that feature that lets you just kind of set the budget that you want and stay on track of that every week. And especially right now, I feel like we haven't been going out or doing any activities. So I kind of have been just taking the money that I typically spend on that and putting it in for Empower to go into savings mode a bit more. Yeah, I feel like my Empower account is really robust right now because I didn't (laughs) realize how much money I spent on going out and drinking. And another part that I realized I'm saving on is the commute, just the Lyft rides and the Uber rides. You're not sacrificing that money. That money's not being taken away from you. It's just money you would have spent anyway. And now it's being put into a savings account. So if you want to get on board with us, you can download the app as well in the App Store or Play Store. Store. It's a, it's spelled E M P O W E R. Over six hundred and fifty thousand other people have downloaded it, so you know it's legit. And for listeners of Datable, you get five dollars when you use the code D A T E A B L E. Just visit empower.me/slash/d-a-t-e-a-b-l-e for more details. Cool. Well, yeah, I think this is the perfect time to be having any savings type sponsor. So I'm glad that this worked out. And other than finances, in addition to finances, it's how do I not murder the person I'm in quarantine with? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think this is a funny story, too. And this has been definitely a highlight of uh, my week and our guest that we have on this episode, Shallon Lester. She also said it was a highlight of her week. So that made me super happy. But she (laughs) she's someone that we've been wanting to get on the podcast forever. She has this like crazy popular YouTube channel where she kind of dishes about celebrities and ties their love lives back to actionable advice for the everyday 
everyday person. So she has some really freaking hilarious content, but it also gets real. Like she really gives good advice. I used to think YouTube personalities were just people who gave out content purely for entertainment reasons. But Shallon's freaking legit. Her advice has been some of the best advice I've ever heard. She is so real and she has very opinionated. So that's why we're so excited to have Shallon Lester on the show. We've got Shallon Lester on Zoom with us so we can see her on video. And she is in her fancy Target sweats. (laughs) But she's wearing hoops, so she's classy as fuck. But it's hoops, so it's intentional. So this is like a look. Yeah, it's not just the rock bottom of of my life. But isn't that funny? (laughs) That's how you know when they're fancy sweats is when they match. Right. It's very intentional. It's very Blanche Devereaux. I'm in a look... You know, (laughs) thank you for dressing up for us. This is like my own personal Met Gala. I'm like, this is my moment. (laughs) That's part of video only is we really need to get dressed from the top up. Like you could be wearing anything. It's amazing. Right. Yeah, I have no pants on. tentacles. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no. Well, if you don't know who Shallon is, then you've been living on a rock because she is a very popular YouTuber. She currently lives in New York. She's been there for 12 years, originally from Irvine. She's in her early 30s, pretty single, but also has been taking a dating sabbatical. I guess when you're quarantined, you kind of have to do that too. She, she's a she's a popular YouTube who tells it like it is and breaks down celebrity relationships, scandals, psychology, uh, to see what lessons we can all learn and give you this no-nonsense advice and real world tips on everything from dating apps and players to family and friends and fuck boys. That is your, oh, yeah. that is your <laughs> ultimate. You're an expert on fuck boys. I know. I'm like the fuck boy whisperer. I know what to do with them. I feel like that's how I found you. I swear I really? like did a Google search and it was like on fuck, fuck boys, boys? Shallon Lester. Shallon, your SEO is on fire. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> fuck boy, Shallon Lester. That's why they find me. They're like, hey, I Googled myself and I found you. So you want to go out? I Googled myself. (laughs) I Googled my own terrible traits and I came to you. She's not talking about fuckboys. She's also an author, former columnist at Glamour and New York Daily News and editor of Star Magazine, NYC It Girl and the host of Girl on Top podcast where she answers your burning questions about love, lust, life, and lip gloss. Mm -hmm. Is it lip gloss? No, it's lip Lip gloss. gloss. (laughs) I'm not down for that matte look. And everything in between. She's also, if you, uh, you guys have to check this out, she's been hosting a daily quarantine dating advice live stream on her YouTube mm-hmm. and oh my had God, some it's very so good. sound <laughs> advice. And how we started talking to each other was basically how do you not murder the person that you're in quarantine with? So right. first we should establish who are you currently in quarantine with? I'm quarantined with my mom, Ooh. which is good because <laughs> she's the best. And this house is better than my New York City apartment in Brooklyn. So because I work from home and I know you guys do what I do, it's like, is this that different from my regular life? Perhaps it is not. And what does that say about how I've been living? I love those memes that's like the quarantine life. Oh, nope. This is my normal life. Nothing's changed at all. Yeah. It's like, I can't wait to get back to New York. But you're in LA right now, right? Or Orange County area? In Orange County with the fam. So that's You're in Irvine. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, cool. My parents live in Aliso. So we're very, oh, my no parents way. are very close oh. to you. 
I had a choice of either quarantining with them or being back up here in San Francisco. So we could have been neighbors at some point. I you know, wouldn't have seen each other like, anyways. So. Yeah. We could have gone to the spectrum, like stood yeah, on opposite exactly. sides of the fountain and waved to each other. Oh, my no, we could have yeah. gone on the Ferris wheel. You would be one and I'll be the yeah. other. And we can like text each other. It would have been so romantic. Let's be honest. You guys would have been on the exact same Zoom that we're on right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But sure. Like being quarantined with your mom is great, but how do you, I mean, being with one person 24 seven is always going to be hard. No wonder, no matter how wonderful right. they are. So right. what are some ways that you're trying to like not kill each other right now? Definitely having individual schedules, you know, like she's an early riser. I'm more of a night owl. And so she gets up and she has her alone time in the morning. And then I have my alone time at night. And I think that's really like crucial where it's like, you can just watch what you want. You can do what you want. Cause I live by myself and she lives by herself. A lot of us were quarantined with people who are working a ton mm-hmm. and someone who isn't working at all, you know? And so they're like, Hey, what are you doing? What you doing? What you doing? You know, I saw a cat. Um, do you like colors? And you're like, ah, like I have to do my work. So it's good to be like, I work from eight to noon and then I take an hour lunch break and that's when I can hang out with you. And then I work from one to three or whatever, you know, because my mom, she's retired. So she's got her little house projects, but I'm like, I'm sure for you guys too, for content creators, this is like our Super Bowl. Like we are like keeping people from just jumping off a cliff and keeping everyone entertained. (laughs) So I'm just pumping things out. It's good for me the night before to be like, okay, this is my schedule tomorrow. So, you know, we can have lunch between here and here. And if I am busy, if I'm in my room with my door shut, I'm not just like ignoring you, I'm doing work, you know? And then when I come out of my room, it's like hang time. And so it, it helps no one feel like they're being neglected and it gives other people a chance to have their own schedule as well. And that's really crucial because otherwise the emotional load is too mm-hmm. much for people to bear. I think especially if you're in like a dating relationship, yeah, it's like you can't be your boyfriend's absolutely everything right now, mm-hmm. even though he might need that and want that. And if you fall into that pattern, it can be very, very difficult to get out of it. Yeah, especially too with two people working from home. There's a lot of like <gasps> video calls that are happening. I think yeah. you, you've kind of established like different space from your boyfriend. I think that, I mean, obviously if you can, if you're in a studio, that might be a little harder, right? Yeah. So it does depend on your living situation. But I think yeah. as much as you can divide this up into like office work areas, that could help with things too. Yeah, I feel so lucky that I have the store and I can just lock myself in here while he's out in the living room. But no joke, I'm just going to whisper this. I walked out earlier and I was like, babe, what are you doing? He's like, I'm organizing our alcohol in alphabetical order. (laughs) You're like, "Uh, you've hit a wall. Like, okay, babe. Back to work okay. I go. <laughs> that's that's like, really cute. Everyone's going to do what they're going to do right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> when people are, when both people are at home and they don't work the same job, it's your own different yeah. schedules. So you kind of have to establish a boundary of some sort somewhere. So what about the yeah. singles out there? Because I'm kind of on that boat and I have a different set of problems, right? That I'm like literally living alone totally. by myself. Family lives across the country. I kind of miss the window for that. What are some tips yeah. you have for singles to stay sane in this time? You know, I think this is the great hibernation that we are going through as like globally. And there has never been a time where we are all kind of united in this winter season in terms of like hibernating. And when an animal hibernates, you don't think that, well, that's also the time it should be mating and foraging for food. You and the animal acknowledge like that's the time when they like recede, they grow, they do what they need to do. And then there's a spring season after that, you know, and we, as people, we don't think 
that that's the case mm. for us. Mm. But this could be, this is the time where we can set positive habits in our life. Even if it's flossing, like get in the habit of flossing. Because yeah. <laughs> I think either we're like, we're on two opposite extremes. It's like, I just need to survive and get in my fancy target outfit and then I'm winning. Or it's like, I need to come out of this with a six pack and a book written and a this and a that. And it's like, just come out of this on a path, you know, whether right. it's the flossing mm. path. I'm working out 10 minutes a day now. Every morning I get up and I stretch and I, I do planks and, and that's my path, you know, because we have the chance to really focus on what we want to do without the distraction of dating. And dating is off the table for every single person on planet earth right now. And that's crazy. Mm -hmm. And, but that means we are at the forefront of our own priorities and we might not get this chance again. You know I mean? I hope we don't end up quarantined again, but like there's a silver lining to this if we look for it and if we really grab a hold of it. Right. What would you say to people though, that are like, Hey, Shallon, I'm already on a time crunch. Like I'm hitting a certain age and now I've lost like six months of potential, like valuable time. What do I do? I mean, it's definitely easy to think that, but you know, there's no such thing as off schedule. Everything is on the perfect schedule. I'm a big believer in manifestation and the, and the things unfold the way they unfold. And if you, the worst thing you can do with dating is approach it from a fear-based standpoint, you mm-hmm. know, because that is pure desperation and desperation is the strongest smell in the universe. Boys can, you know, everyone can detect it a mile away. So if you're like, I'm not going to meet anyone. Well, you're right. No one wants to be around that desperate person. But if you're using this time as growth, it's not lost time at all. You know, you don't look at a bear hibernating and be like, you piece of shit, you lazy bastard. You're like, that bear is doing what it needs to do. You you're know, like, it's why getting you better. Are it's resting. bear. Right. Yeah, bear. <laughs> Loser. Yeah. Go on the hinge for bears. Damn it. You're like, no, that bear knows what it's doing and it's getting ready for a larger season, for a different season, you know? So, We can't change that this is happening, but we can change what it means. And if we look at it like this is a waste of time and it's lost, it's lost, it's lost. All right, then that's your reality. But if you're like, this is time that I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm going to love my own emotional real estate now. And I'm going to feel comfortable with my thoughts and be alone with myself and just enjoy my time. That now dating is not, I got to find a partner. It's like, what do you bring to the table? Like, Mm -hmm. who are you? You know, I enjoy myself. I spend six weeks alone. I'm good here. What are you doing to enrich my life? You know, it's a good time to reset the people who are in our life that we've probably kept in out of like mania. It's like, I can't Mm -hmm. be alone. I can't not, you know, and now it's like, "Mm, if we can lean into this anxiety of being by ourselves and get comfortable with it, oh my God, the people who are now going to be in our life are going to be so much higher quality. I was going to say, I feel like after I went through a really terrible breakup, I spent a lot of more alone time and like taking Mm -hmm. trips myself and really valuing my own time because I realized I had always just been filling the time with like friends and events and whatever. And I was never like alone in my thoughts. And I'm kind of glad that I had that (laughs) that like transformation back then because I feel like it's kind of mentally prepared me for now. And I'm not like going out of my mind. And you consciously did that. Imagine all these people who are not consciously doing that all of a sudden hit with this mandatory alone time. I think it's, it's really shocking for a lot of people who haven't been alone with themselves, even if they live with a bunch of roommates. Yeah. It's like really hard to just be alone and face yourself. There's something really powerful in that. And it's a great social experiment for all of us to be in right now. Right. And we see a lot of times like people sometimes pick 
the wrong partners because of the fear of being alone. So if you can Not get- sometimes. I would say the majority of the time. <laughs> yeah, I see this time. all the time, you know, for real. Shallon, on your yeah. live stream, mm-hmm. uh, what are some of the common questions that you've been getting? Um, Like, why aren't people talking to me? Like guys that I was talking to, or I thought, mm. like, I haven't heard from them during this quarantine. Why not? Like, because he doesn't care. That's why not. Like everyone's locked up with their phone and their laptop. And if he's not talking to you, it's because he doesn't care. And like, these are data points we cannot avoid logging. Like you have to look at that. Like if someone isn't checking in on you, like I'm dating a few people and like, they're like texting here and there, but no one has been like, how are you? Are you okay? Is your mom okay? Mm. And I'm like, you know what? I don't forget this shit because you're going to want me to come out of hibernation into the spring season and go right back into bed with you, bro. I don't think so. Uh-huh. I don't think so. And same with friends. <laughs> if there's you know? no better, <laughs> I know that you have many tactics to identify and deal with fuck boys, but I feel like this is like a super obvious one that's coming through right now. I mean, seriously, if he's not texting you back or if she's not texting you back now, like what the fuck are they doing? Obviously, they're what are they texting, doing? They're right. texting other people. So uh, yeah, that is that is insane to me that people are still get hung up on that because then they they probably look for evidence of this person still expressing Ugh. interest like oh yeah but they liked my instagram post right someone can do it on the toilet it doesn't (laughs) count as courtship yeah it doesn't count as courtship like even texting you like the boys i date they call me we call we have facetimes like and okay that's good but it's like that can't be the only thing that you're doing and one thing i've realized is how often girls make excuses for boys who don't even have the interest to make excuses for themselves Mm. oh he's probably this he's probably that i was like has he said any of this to you has he apologized to you? Right. No. You're just like, Bleh, like spewing out these excuses for him. And he doesn't even care enough to do that for himself. Like pull back. And again, it's like, we're trying to fill this emotional silence with people and excuses and whatever. And it's like, this is such an opportunity to get to, to take a quantum leap in terms of maturity to where we want to be. And the world is going to separate from a dating point of view into people who didn't do that work. And they came out of this eroded and people who did do that work, because it is work, it is difficult, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. who came out of it elevated. Let's hold that thought for a second. We'll get right back to it. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to ViaHemp.com and use the code DATABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's ViaHemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from ViaHemp. This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. 
With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets. But when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with Armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash datable. That is armoire.style spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives, from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. Wait, <laughs> wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. But she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? <laughs> and maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, Nia is going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What about this situation? Mm -hmm. Someone who says, okay, I've been dating this guy. Now we're in quarantine. He hasn't really checked Mm -hmm. in. He's not texting me. Should I call him out on it and communicate to him how I feel right now? Or should I just let it go and just take this as a red flag and know that I should just end this relationship? Calling people out is tough. It's like closure is something you have to give to yourself because Mm. if we could get closure from the people who hurt us, if they were that mature and communicative, we wouldn't need closure to begin with, you know? Mm. But if you want to call someone out, you can, but don't do it with hope or agenda, Mm. you know? Because what you, if you're calling someone out, you want them to respond. You want them to be like, I'm so sorry. You want them to say the excuses you've already laid in place for them. But if you just need to be like, you know what? This isn't working for me. I would say it after this quarantine is over when they come back. Hey, what are you doing? Be like, you know what? You could have asked what I was doing for the last six weeks. You didn't right. give a fuck. So guess what? That's now a two-way street. Right. Well, I think it's mm. also a two-way street in the sense that you could also reach out. Instead of calling them out, like, why don't you just hit up the person that you've been dating and ask mm. how they're doing? And no, you don't agree? <laughs> no. I th- Men okay. what? What? pursue oh women. <laughs> Oh. Let's let's debate it. What are your thoughts? Actually, let me say my piece and then I'll have you debate. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Good. I love the healthy <laughs> debates. So my personal <laughs> opinion is if you've been dating someone for a little, you're not really hearing from them. I always like to give people the benefit of the doubt one time. 
One time is the key word、mm-hmm. of this because you don't really know what's happening with them, right? Like best case scenario is they're just sitting at home and ignoring you. That actually is best case scenario, in my opinion,、yeah. right now. God forbid they got sick. They have a family member that's sick. Like it's real shit happening right now. So I wouldn't want to jump to any conclusions. So what I would do is I'd probably ask them how they're doing. Start the convo. See what their reception is. If they don't, if they give you like one word answers, don't really ask stuff back. Then yeah, put them in fuckboy category. But、mm-hmm. see how that progresses. Aggresses, and then after that, yeah, you don't have to be the one checking in every week. I think at this time, like we are all trying to not make assumptions that someone is kind of out there to get you. I would personally would like to lead with giving people benefit of the doubt for step one. So、no. let me get your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's like, not, I don't agree at all. Okay, because because listen, I guarantee you, and I say this with love, that's not an outlier behavior of yours. You probably give these guys benefits of the doubt outside of the quarantine. If you look back on on your dating history, you can probably say maybe I've been a little. Too elastic with people. Yes or no? Yeah, potentially. I mean, but, me too. Oh, like, oh, I'm not saying、oh. this, like, <laughs> but the, but the reason I say that is because it's such a slippery slope. You know,、mm-hmm. we're like, well, now maybe now we actually do have a reason to give people the benefit of the doubt. But if we put that in our mind as an okay way to treat people who could also be giving. Us the benefit of the doubt. They could also be like, oh, maybe she's got a family members. Whatever we're thinking about boys, it's humanly possible that they could be thinking it about us, right? And、mm-hmm. that they, as men, we're not teenagers; they're grown men, alpha alpha males, ostensibly. That's who we want to date, you know, like fully formed men, not like weird beta males. Could be like, hey, I'm going to reach out to this young woman who has like parents and a family. Like, why do we have to put ourselves out there when they could be? Human beings and be doing that to us.、And、this is my theory, and I talk about this in my videos. It's what I call the passive reciprocation loop. Like someone will respond to your text, and they'll、mm. bounce the ball back, and you'll have a conversation. They'll answer your call. They will allow you to come over and suck their dick. Yeah, they'll great. <laughs> <laughs> what a treat! But that's not courtship. That's not the same as forward courtship. If we remove our efforts, what is left? Right. You know. And so one day they fade out, they ghost out, and we're like, "What happened?" And the the truth is, nothing happened. They weren't chasing us then. They're not chasing us now, you know. And all these little like, what's the big deal? It's just a text. It's just an invite. It's just this. I lived my entire dating career like this. Like I, I am learning from my own very hard examples. But like, it seems like, oh well, what's the big deal? If it's not a big deal, they should be doing it. And if they're not, that's data. And we have to just let that play out. We have、mm-hmm. to let it fade out. As painful and like nonsensical as it might be, there's no reason men can't be fucking texting us. Like, there's no reason. There's no excuse. How do you really feel? <laughs> <laughs> Because I wasted so many years doing this. Yeah, I wasted so many years, and I want people to not learn from their own mistakes. I want them to learn from mine. So tell us about that. I want to hear your background and how you came out of it. Yes, but can I give my opinion as well? Because <laughs>、yeah, yes. I'm going to take the middle road here, and I'm not just being、uh-huh. a pansy. But I really think there are two ways to think about this. One way is to think, okay, well, if the other person, well, the man should. In some, I hate using the word should, but the man. I don't. They should okay. because okay. there's so many things that women should do. We should shave our legs. We should wear makeup. We should. We、mm. have a million shoulds. Men have fucking one. They should pursue us, and that's too. That's one too many. 
And I used to have, I used to totally feel this way too. I feel like the man should be the pursuer, the courtship, and you should reach out. You should feel like I'm taken care of. And if you don't, you don't really care about me. At the same time, I think in this climate of Me Too, okay, and we've talked about this on our podcast Mm -hmm. too, the gender roles are very confusing, especially for younger men. And we have a lot of younger men reaching out to us saying, I actually don't know what I'm supposed to do right now. I know Mm -hmm. there shoulds from before and I know the shoulds from now, I don't know how to make the two shoulds happen at the same time. So it's a should of I I should be the pursuer, I should be the aggressor, and then I should also be respectful and ask for consent and I I should also Mm -hmm. step back. So I can also see right now during this quarantine, some men feeling really confused. I do want to reach out but should I? I right. don't know if that's too aggressive. I don't know if that's too presumptuous. Yes, I see. <laughs> I see the I see face. Yeah. I see the duck face. No man. Challenge like, if, a, if a man is trying to tell you that he's not sure if a text message, hey, how are you doing, is too aggressive, he's a fucking liar. That's a lying, gaslighting man who is turning this around. Well, gee, I would check in on you, but you're such a crazy feminist. I don't know how to act. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> I feel the same way. (laughs) Gaslight women who have finally stood up for themselves and then be like, well, I don't know. You made it so impossible. I guess I just need a blowjob without kissing. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not sure because I don't want to touch you because I don't know about consent. So you can just touch me. I mean, germs spread the fastest through COVID-19 through kissing. So (laughs) blowjobs it is, right? I know. I had said that when this thing first started, I was like, here they come. Like, here they here come. Here they come. I, I do think that because of the quarantine, we should just let all that, let it go. I think we should, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to be Elsa here, but I, I think we should just <laughs> literally let it go because who cares about the gender roles? Who right. cares about the presumptions? If you truly care about this other person, how they're doing, just reach out with a text. It's not that hard and we shouldn't be thinking that much about it for both men and women. So if you feel the need to reach out to someone, stop think, stopping yourself and being like, no, I shouldn't because this person should have done it first. Like who cares? This is not a game. This is not a race. We're no longer in competition with each other. It's not me against you. We're in this together against coronavirus. So why don't we just unite and just let the wall down? Yeah. Because we're still animals and there's not are. a female in the animal kingdom that pursues the male. That's not how it goes. And if anything, we should use this time to reset our behavior. And, li- and like I was saying, like, it's such a slippery slope. It's like, yeah, right now, let's all just come together, hands across America, whatever. But we know, we know that that is going to bleed into after this quarantine because we were probably doing it before, you know? <laughs> Maybe we're like the girls who cried wolf. It's like, all right, well, now really is the time that we can like set aside these games or whatever. But th- the fact is they're not games, they're courtship. And men pursue women. Women have, we have our thing that we have to do. We give birth. Men never take that off our plate. That's, that's just not how it goes. So if a man can't even text us and take that off our plate, and because we were talking about gender roles and the me too thing, if a man isn't pursuing me, that tells me he doesn't understand what it's like to be a woman and he doesn't care. He thinks he deserves to be courted and chased the same because we're the same. We're not the same, sweetheart. We're not physically as strong as men. We have the pay gap. We have laws against our bodies that men are never going to have to deal with. We're the ones who get raped and beat up. So if he thinks that we're equal, he doesn't understand women. And I dare say he he doesn't want to, and he probably doesn't really like women. And I want to see that. 
I need to see that writing yeah. on the wall about who I'm dealing with. Anyone can be nice in service of a blowjob. Anyone can be charming <laughs> for a few dates. But if he, at the end of the day, oh, you should be, you should be coming to me. No, 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 no. That's who you really are. So I think there's two guys <laughs> out there. Like, I think uh -huh. there are the actual guys like you've been describing that are like, oh, I'm going to hit you up in six weeks once this shit blows over and everything's going to go back to normal. And I'm just mm -hmm. too selfish. And I think that is a fuck boy. And I'd love your your definition of a fuckboy, but <laughs> I think the other side, and this is the guy that UA and I come into contact with, is there are these like super clueless guys that are maybe so beta clueless. men that you don't want to date, but they exist, yeah. right? So I don't yeah. think all men that aren't making moves are necessarily doing it maliciously. Whether they're the guy you want to date or not, that's another yeah. story. But I exactly. do think there is a pocket of them, exactly what you said. There are those guys mm -hmm. out there. How do you decide if it's that guy or the clueless guy? How do you know? Let's take a moment for our sponsor, Generation Tux. While during this time, many plans are being postponed, especially the big day for some, we still wanted to pass along this great offer from them for when plans resume again. For all you men out there planning your special day, Generation Tux takes away the headache of finding you the perfect tux. You simply create your look online, including your groom's party, and everything arrives within 14 days of your big day at your doorstep. Generation Tux offers free home try-on program for grooms. You can also get free swatches delivered straight to your door. And after the big event, you just throw everything back in the box and use the prepaid label to drop off at UPS. So keep note of this, free shipping, free swatches, free home try-on. Now you can save money and time with Generation Tux. Check out generationtux.com slash dateable and use a code dateable for 10% off your entire groom's party. Again, that's generationtux.com slash dateable and check out with a code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E. -E. Now back to this episode. How do you decide if it's that guy or the clueless guy? How do you know? You know what? What's the difference between a bad driver and a drunk driver? Nothing in terms of outcome. Nothing. They can both do the exact same amount of damage. And I didn't mean to, doesn't insulate anyone from being hurt, you mm. know? And like there's fuck boys, but on my channel, I talk about good guy fuck boys, okay. you know, where it's like, they're not a bad person. They're a good guy, but they're like, ah, you just get all <laughs> twisted about them. And for mm -hmm. me, a fuck boy is someone who treats you like you're in a different category than you are. There's really only three categories, friend, booty call, girlfriend, right? Mm. Don't treat me like a girlfriend if I'm a booty call. Don't treat me like I'm a friend if I'm a girlfriend. That's when girls go crazy, as guys right. like to say, because like we're making decisions based on a reality that does not exist. You know, we're going down this rabbit hole thinking we're on one path and we're not. Jerky guys do that more purposefully, like the true fuckboys. Right. But good guy fuckboys do it more cluelessly, you know? And this, the result is the same. Our obsession, our broken heart, mm. our confusion, we feel stupid. So it's mm. like being clueless is correctable, but we teach people how to treat us. What we permit, we promote. I say this all the time. What we yep. permit, we promote. And so if we're taking that call after six weeks of not hearing from someone, okay, y'all hang up. What did you just permit and promote? You know, right. so that's mm. why we have to get really, really good with ourselves about what our boundaries are and what we will and won't accept and fucking stick to it. Even if it means, okay, I'm sitting at home now by myself and okay, now I have to get back on Tinder. It's quality versus quantity, you know, right. and when you can't be alone, you don't want quality. 
You want quantity. You know, it's actually really powerful to think about this analogy of bad driver versus drunk driver, yeah. because for both of them, you would not want them back on the road again. So that's kind no. of like similar to you don't want them in your life again, because that's you don't want them because because if you allow them on the road again, they'll keep doing the kind of driving that they do on the road. The course of action is to put them back in driver's ed and make sure that they're more <laughs> educated. But that's yeah. not your job to educate no, them that on is how not to our drive. Job. I love we are it. not rehabilitation centers for stupid men. We are not. <laughs> our pain, <laughs> you know, but we think that we are because we love a project because yeah. we don't want to be alone with our thoughts and we don't want to fix our own issues. So, oh my God, it's so much easier to fix his. That is the definition of codependence. I care more about fixing his problems than he cares about fixing them. What can a clueless man do at this point? Where can they seek that education? Sharon Lester's YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Google fuckboy and then Shallon Lester comes up. <laughs> Even if you yeah. don't think you're a fuckboy, oh. just Google it. And if you're a hot one, I'll probably still date you. <laughs> if you're a D1 athlete, come talk to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can call guys out. Like I date young guys. Like the boys I'm dating are 22. And that's like my sweet spot. I love younger boys. <laughs> 22? I love them. Like fresh out of the oven? Like what? So like 10 years <laughs> yeah. younger, you're going. They're so cute. But why? Why? I've realized that there's not a huge correlation in terms of age and maturity. And like the worst breakup I ever had was a 40-year-old. And I was talking about clueless. I was trying to like give him feedback and be like, you can't do this. And he's like, I don't fucking care. He's like, you don't like this? I'll trade up for a 25-year-old. Yikes. But it's like the boys who are younger, you give them feedback and they're like, oh, okay. Like they're still like willing to learn about women, you know? They're shit, they're in school. They're literally learning all day. Like, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, they're still oh yeah, they're still in college for sure. But I think that's a good point. It's like if if someone is willing to work with you versus telling mm -hmm. you that they just know how it is, that's a good sign to see if they're really totally. a fuckboy. <laughs> Yeah, but totally, going back totally. to this driver analogy, I can't get off of it because I'm still on this highway. I'm like, hey, driving down this highway looking for a drunk and bad driver. I feel like the onus is, yes, on the men to get their education, but also on other women because other women there are some women who will be like just go for a mile you're only allowed on the road for a mile and yeah. that guy will take that mile and stretch it to five miles and the next woman will be like it's cool i know you're a bad driver but you can go on the road as long as it's just under five miles and this fucks it up for the rest of the women who come onto this road and they're like no i don't want you on this road and they're like right. oh these other women let me drive six miles you know what though totally. i think this goes back i'm sticking to my original guns on the, the one <laughs> call out okay she's like, handing I think out driver's licenses <laughs> left and right just like <laughs> one driver's license and then i revoke that shit <laughs> but i think again i think people aren't mind readers and i think that's why it's like you say how you want to be treated i agree with you 100 percent on people will do what you let them do i think different situations are more obvious than others like i think that's a pretty obvious one like if yeah. they've just gone mm -hmm dark and then they hit you yeah. up at like midnight okay that's like a pretty obvious in my yeah. opinion i would just ignore that but i think it's more these ones that are kind of like on the edge that i'm a little more forgiving to at least give them that one out and i'd maybe even just flat out say like hey like i'm a little disappointed that x happened and let yeah. them respond 
But then after that, and again, hear what they say. Like we were talking about earlier, your ex that just was like, that's how I am. That's not cool, right? But if they're like, oh my God, I had no idea. Like, let me, you know, do this, this and this. Let's talk about it. I think that's a very different reaction and you can really gauge someone a lot differently. I stand by the one-time call out. No, you're right. And, but what I've learned is like, everyone's going to say, oh, I'm okay. You know, and even my Mm. douchey ex, he didn't flat out say, I'll trade up. But I mean, he implied it. And at the end of the day, his behavior never changed. His behavior never changed. So like, yeah, call someone out. And don't even listen to what they say. It's like, I just try yeah. to go like t- totally blank. And like, that's why I like to do it almost via text. Because if I'm calling someone out in real life, I get bamboozled by like the chemistry. Mm. Because text, it's like, I can simply like not even read the text and then base it on, is there a behavioral shift? Because they're just going to shuck and jive and be like, oh, you're right. Gosh, I'm sorry. And it's like, mm-hmm. is the effort maybe like 5% more? And then it just goes right, way back. Because we have to remember that when someone likes you truly in the right way, none of these things really happen. Like, yep. and I didn't know this until I got into a healthy relationship. I wasn't stressing over the text that I was sending. He was leading all the conversations. When I was on the first date, he was planning the second, second date, planning the third date. Like every question in my mind was already answered up front. And yeah, I mean, not like it's hundred percent smooth sailing. There's yes, there's going to be like, this is what I need. This is what you need. And the refining, right. but it was not the anxiety mm-hmm. of what do I have to do? How do I have to play this to get him to plug right. into me the way I'm plugged into him. Like, right. That was not present. So maybe that's the litmus test because I agree mm-hmm. and I'm not promoting people to like give people the benefit of the doubt if they're feeling like super anxious. Mm-hmm. I think it's like if you feel that you say it you say your needs, then they don't act on it. I fully agree with like what they say actually means nothing. But I think having the conversation yeah. at least makes them aware. And then you can see yes. how they act. Yes. But I agree if you're feeling on edge, anxious all the time, like listen to that feeling. Yeah, because that truly we don't understand that that is not how it's supposed to feel. And that sounds so obtuse and obvious, but it isn't obvious if that's all you've ever felt in mm-hmm, relationships right. and dealing with boys. It's like, and you hear, you watch movies and it's like, they break up, they get back together and love never runs smooth. Like actually it should, it should run pretty darn smooth for a really long time. So what's your story? I want to hear your story yeah, and give it I want to hear us. about your past fuck boys, how you identified <laughs> them, how you changed it yeah. and then how you got into healthy relationships. The old, young and geriatric, give it to us. <laughs> I I, like I had gone down all of these paths too. Like I had, I had done everything that I caution girls against. I had done like times 1 million and I was so chronically single and I would look around my life. I'd be like, I'm an author. I'm cute ish target. (laughs) Super cute. Yeah. Like I never had a problem meeting guys. I had a problem keeping guys. That would be so corrosive to my self-esteem. I'm like, well, they like me until they get to know me. This is horrible. You know, looking back on my behavior, I was so fragmented as a person. I was Shallon casting the role of boyfriend in her life. It's like, whoever Mm. comes through the door, uh, sure. You want to do a reading? Yeah, that's fine. Like (laughs) I was just looking for like an emotional seat filler and the guys I would get twisted on. Like I call, I have a name for people like this and then we all have one. I call them a hurt locker because it's like this person in which we store all of our hurts. And Mm. my hurt locker was a professional hockey player. And it took me years to get over it, years and years because the people we get super fixated on, they're not the people we love and want to date. They're the people we want to be. And yeah. we don't know how to translate these mm. traits. Like we do like female to female, like a yeah. girl crush. But boys, it's like he had his whole life together. He was so humble. He was so hardworking. He was so focused. And I was literally none of those things. I was like bratty and lazy. And so <laughs> I was like, I love you. And all of my hurt lockers 
they've been boys that I've imprinted on during a really low emotional point in my life. Like I Mm. was married for about a year and I got divorced Mm. and I met this boy after that. And I was like, I'm obsessed with you. Like I couldn't even breathe. My moods lived and died by whether or not we were talking. And it was a horrible manic place to be. And it was because I wanted to be him because he was like young and fresh and just starting his life. And I felt like I, my life was over, you know, like Mm. I felt washed up and terrible. And when I finally stopped running from all of those feelings and focused truly on my life and did like housekeeping emotionally for myself, everything started to change. You think like, oh, doing that work, it's going to be a year and a half of celibacy and daily crying. <laughs> and it's not. Like, well, everyone's you know, celibate we, now anyways, right? Right. There you <laughs> yes, go. <laughs> we are. Yeah. Not even the people coupled up are getting laid. Like they're so sick of each other by now. I have to believe that. <laughs> <laughs> that makes you feel better. It makes me feel better too. Yes. No, we're no, we're fucking like bunnies. Don't worry. Happening. It's fantastic. I hate you, but I'm glad. I'm glad somebody is, if not me. <laughs> but yeah, it's like you realize once you just do a little bit of that introspection and like learning, I, I call them like emotional autopsies, you know, like going back through situations that didn't work out, just like a real autopsy, they're disgusting. It's yeah. awful and nauseating mm-hmm. to like tear something open and really look at it. But that's how you can learn. After my divorce and after my hurt locker, I met my ex-boyfriend, Max, who like my fans are all about him mm-hmm. and he's done videos with me and we broke up last year like off and on and then like re-broke up a month ago and and it's been fucking brutal and it's like this is another we're doing another autopsy Mm. it's not fun it's it's not fun but like the work has to keep continuing and after every breakup there has to be that learning and because learning is growth but growth is painful and it's awkward so i've been there myself too but why do you Mm -hmm. think even despite all the growth you're still kind of going back and forth with him because of codependency and i'm i'm like learning that like it's because that was what I said and what I was talking to my therapist about, I'm like, why can't I let go? And the obvious answer is, well, you love them. And it's like, right. we can't just say that it's love. And it is. But like, I was very fixated on fixing all of his problems. Mm. This is what I do for a living, mm-hmm. you know, and I couldn't turn it off. And that's always been my role in like friendships. Like I'm the fixer and I'm giving advice. And I just became so, it turned into a parent-child dynamic. Mm. Mm. No, and then it was like I'm nagging about his shoelaces and the Swiffer's on upside down, and it's like. (laughs) But this is also something we hear from our listeners too: is that they turn the focus on the other person. You know, once this person becomes the person I want them to be, our relationship is going to be flawless. And we hear this from men too. We've had one guy who said, "If I can just show her how perfect I am for her, then we be perfect together." And it's because he's turning Mm. that focus on the other. Person and it never will work out great that way because the focus should be on yourself because no. you can only control yourself. You can't control the other person. Right. Ironically, like the thought of controlling ourselves seems so much more overwhelming than controlling other Why people. Is that? Because we have pain. When we look at our own issues, we have pain. And our mind and our psyche, the chief function is to insulate ourselves from pain because it costs us energy and energy Mm. costs us food and mating and shelter. You know, we're like cavemen. And so if we can control someone else, we have this neutrality where it's like, well, yeah, fuck, I don't know if they fight with their parents, no skin off my Mm. back. Like we can walk away from those issues, Mm. but we cannot walk away from ourselves. When we think about examining our own issues, it just seems like this, this pit, this bottomless pit that we're going to fall into. We're going to start crying and we are never going to stop. I talk about like psychological splinters. Like you get a splinter and you know pulling it out is going to hurt, but you also know that if you leave it, it's going to fester. It's going to get so much worse. And you have to just yank it out because at least now you're sad and you're in pain in service of healing. Mm. 
there's some sort of point to it, mm. not just I'm in chaos and everything's just throbbing and hurting over and over and over again. Right. We have to yank that out. Well, I think that's why people are having such hard times right now with the quarantine. Mm-hmm. Like I think the people that have done the work that are single on their own maybe are adjusting better. But there's a lot yeah. of people that I've talked to that are just like, oh, I can't go out. I can't go to this event. I can't yeah. like mm-hmm. see this person and this person and this person. I'm like, damn, do people just have like a way more social act, <laughs> social active social life than I do that I'm like damn it's been like two weeks it has been two full weekends in San Francisco that we've been on lockdown it's two weeks like it's not that much and I think it's that sitting with your own thoughts that is really hard for people so we found all these distractions so I agree that now is probably the time where a lot of people will have a chance to do that self-work and it might get really uncomfortable yeah it's withdrawal, you know, like everyone has vices and whether it's alcohol, it's like very clear what that vice is, or it's just social media and keeping yourself busy. And that's how I was. And it destroyed my marriage. It did. And because I couldn't just be home with him, I had to be at every event. I had to be on every mm-hmm. red carpet, blah, blah, blah. Who the hell wants to be married to someone like that? You know, right. that wasn't what he signed up for. And he thought he was going to change me. And I thought I was going to change uh. him. And it cost me a wonderful person, you know, and I was like, I'm not just going to hurt for no reason over this. Like I'm going to learn something. I'm going to grow somehow from this and be okay being alone with myself. I mean, there was a lot of other reasons, but at least that was something that was coming from my side of the street that like, okay, this is something I can focus on. But also a lot of people who get out of marriages, the first relationship they jump into, they (laughs) want to apply all of their learnings to to that person. And they think, well, I learned all this from my previous marriage that I can make this relationship (laughs) perfect. And when that relationship doesn't work out, you feel like a failure. You feel like what mm. what happened? Why did I not apply the learnings like the way right. that I wanted them to? That's a really good point. It's super interesting because I feel like too, a lot of times people are like, I really want to be in a relationship. I don't have time to date. I feel like we get that over and over and over oh. again. And huh. it's like, <laughs> they cannot find time in their schedule to like go and meet these dates because they have too many events. They have too many friends to see. They have Mm -hmm. too much work to do, whatever it may be. And I think this is like actually causing people to slow down and like make that time. I think it's bringing to the surface the importance of relationships because at the end of the day, that's like who is there for you is your loved ones. And hopefully by slowing down during this time, people will actually be able to slow down a little in their actual lives once things pick up to make room Mm -hmm. for that partner. Right. Because I mean, it's like someone saying, I I really want a good body, but I don't have time to work out. It's like, okay, well, I think you know the outcome, you know? Yeah. People say this all the time. And it's like, well, how is just if you're in a relationship, first of all, how are you going to get there? But second, like when you are, are you just magically going to have all the time in the world? Like, unless you just literally throw your life away. That's the other thing. That's a really good point. It's like a relationship is not just this thing you wind up and it just goes of itself forever. It's like that to me tells me people are being like I used to be where it's like I'm casting for the role of boyfriend. I'm casting for the role of whatever. It's like you just need like a person here Mm -hmm. and they're just going to be here. And read then, some lines and you're I good. I don't know. It's like, I, I love dating. I, I love the ups and downs even. It's just, it's exciting. I like meeting new people. Yeah. And the best case scenario is, oh my gosh, now this person's in my life more and there's room for them. And when people say marriage is work, like it is every relationship, friendships are work, coworker relationships are work. Like if they just want to go to that, like level 10, the sweatpants and Netflix level, I don't think they really have the emotional IQ 
to sustain that. So like, well, no wonder you don't have it. You're not putting well, in the work. That's the problem. This is what we hear from a lot of people too, is that they, they want the family. They want the kids. Mm-hmm. They want the house with the dog and blah, 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 blah. But then they're not willing to pave that road to get there. So for some reason, I think it's like this idea of like instant gratification. I think our generation is so guilty of this is that we want the microwave effect with relationships. We, right. We think this is raw. This is something that's frozen. It's magically going to just defrost in the microwave. And when it comes out, it's going to be ready. (laughs) It will be ready for me. (laughs) And that's not how relationships work. And that's not how life works in general either. So those are just some of the learnings that I think people could really think about while they're in quarantine. they want that microwave because they're trying to fill a void, you know, like Mm -hmm. they don't, they think that's, what's going to make them happy. is like checking a box. It's like being a tourist versus being a traveler. A tourist is like, I want to see the Louvre. Like I want to see the Mona Lisa. I want to say I've seen it. A traveler wants to like plan the trip, pack the bag, explore, blah, blah, blah. They want the journey, not just Mm. the destination because it's like, okay, you've seen it. Okay. You have a husband. Like, do you think that's the end of your problems? Do you think having kids means you never stress about where your life is going again? Ask some parents quarantined home with their kids. <laughs> They're just trying to survive. <laughs> I told Julie that I was at a wedding. Um, I guess it was like a few years ago. And there was this really well-known tech founder there. And he he has a lot of these like founder friends who are all at an age that they mm-hmm. want to get married. All of a sudden, they're done dating Instagram models. And they're like, hey, I'm ready for a wife. <laughs> And and he said to me, he said, Yue, you would make so much money if you can write code for like the perfect wife for someone. And this is, he was being totally serious. He's like, here's a business idea, a code, a formula where someone, a guy would just (laughs) plug and chug what he's looking for, his personality. And it would then feed into... (laughs) <laughs> and it would feed into That's an app terrible. like Bumble or Tinder and then boom, come out like a like a machine, like a vending machine, come out with the right person for them, the perfect person. And he said this on top of, he goes, and if you write this code, it dispenses the perfect wife for that person. Then they just get married. That's it. That's the end. They get married and that the that's it. There's no courtship. And this is what we have to deal wow. with in the Bay Area. She's about to lose her fucking mind. Oh, I know. I know. People are like, oh, if you leave New York, you should go to San Francisco. It's like, no, thank you. It's, I am. Did we just yeah, officially because- seal the deal not to come? Alan, if you came to San Francisco, if you came to San Francisco, I give you one year to become that person on the street on your AirPods, just like swearing, just like swearing to yourself. Fuck. Fuck is this? I feel like Shallon would like slap everyone into shape here. I think you need to come here for a year. Someone should pay you to move here for a year. It's like a tour of duty, the government. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because I think there's a lot, like back to the intentional fuckboys or not intentional. Mm -hmm. I think my personal opinion in San Francisco is I would say it's like 80-20. 80% not intentional because they're just clueless. Oh. Super clueless. And there are yeah, the 20 per- there are the 20% mm-hmm. that are just like racking up girls, right? So it's like yeah. you either get no one or it's like the same group of guys that are getting everyone. Mm-hmm. But you you should come you and whip should. them into shape. Oh my gosh, a Shallon boot camp. <laughs> She's like a no. Shallon. I would love to do it. This is this is a goal for next year is to do like retreats and yeah, yeah it's but this is be not gnarly. one of those <laughs> yoga retreats where you feel zen. This is like nope. you're going to get abused. Nope. Shallon's like, I'll do it for a week, not a year. Yeah. No, can you just see this? And I'm like, we line up like 20 guys and she goes down the line. She's like, quick, how many days till you text her back? And he's like, five. And you're like, across the face. No, fuck you. Next. 
<laughs> He's like, um, I don't know. I don't know if I should text her. You're like, get your fucking shit in order. She like kicks him in the balls. Get <laughs> shit in order. He's like, right. Fuck you. Next. Oh my god. Well, this has been one hell of a conversation. I think that's been so fun. I think my biggest takeaway from all of this is use this time. Use this time. Yeah. I love this idea of different seasons for beers. Like that analogy. You've thrown out so many great analogies this hour that we've been talking (laughs) to you. But I think it's a great thing to remember that like your dating life isn't going to go away. And a lot of times, and I found this from experience, the best way to meet someone is to get yourself in the best place of your own Mm -hmm. personal happiness and it's not going on date after date after date so use this time yeah i mean there are some people that are trying virtual dates and i think everyone needs to decide what's right for them but if you're not up for that right now like don't feel bad about that either like Mm -hmm. use your time get your house in order decide what you're going to stand for I, I'm yeah. turning a corner a little that the quarantine is not an excuse for bad behavior. I think <laughs> no, you're, you're revoking that so, license. Finally, no, no. I mean, I still think there's like a line, but I, I agree. If you haven't heard from someone at all, even maybe you've sent them the one text they haven't replied back or sent you a lukewarm message, do not fucking regroup yeah, with that person after quarantine. This no. is a time that yeah. you are seeing who is there for you. So I guess my other takeaway is even if you're gonna. Take my advice of the the one time drivers tickets and then revert. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do driver tickets. Yeah. I'm not giving anyone a, a license. Yeah. I'm giving them like a warning, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to say if you're going to take that advice, still use it as a data point and see what they do with that. Like the fact that they weren't reaching out on their own. Yeah. If they don't have a real reason, like someone is ill, like then yeah, use that as a data point. And also what they do after you reach out, use that as data points. Data points are Absolutely. very important. They are. And it sometimes it helps to literally write them down mm-hmm. because we only tend to want to remember the positive ones. Right. You know, it's like try to approach it neutrally and you can approach things more neutrally if you like yourself more, you know, because you're now you're looking out for like the shower corporation, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. I'm not, I'm looking out for my own interests and because you can't be half of a whole if you don't know what half you are. And this is the time to know. Yeah. Well, it, and also we just need to be more consistent with our actions so that so that we don't train these bad drivers to go back out on the road. Um, Two major takeaways for me. One is I love what you said, Shallon, the words in service of something, because I think Mm -hmm. sometimes when we sit with our feelings, we see there's no end in sight. When is this depression, this sadness, this loneliness going to end? But when you put in the context of in service of something, then you feel like you're climbing a ladder, that there is there yeah. is an end in sight. So I'm feeling the loneliness in service of me feeling feeling free after this, feeling mm-hmm. more confident after this. And that way right. you can visualize your emotional ladder of how you can climb your way to your ultimate happiness. And this yeah. other idea of what you said about dating people who you want to be, that is so fascinating. Mm, yes. I actually have never really thought about that, but that's because- yeah who you want to be as someone you admire. So of course you admire the person that you're dating. Um, I've been reading this book called Atomic Habits, James Clear. I'm sure some of you have read it too, but it's, it's a fabulous book all about how your habits can feed into your ideal identity. If you are starting to see your pattern of falling for people who you want to be, start writing down what their identity is because it's not Mm. about them. It's about you, right? So if, if this is the identity you wish to be, then your everyday habits should be a vote 
for that identity. When I wake up in the morning and I read an article about this, is that a vote for this identity? Or is that a vote for another identity? And he talks about Mm. how you just keep casting votes every day in your daily habits on that for that identity that you really want to be. And it's a great way to collect data as well to see how you're really doing this. And it's good because that's amazing. Right. It's like such a great to visualize. That's great. And it's all right to falter. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you'll want to be the active person, but then maybe today you stay in bed and you're voting for another identity. Then you know that tomorrow you just have to balance it out. Yeah. Right. So I really, really I really enjoy that, but it really comes from your (laughs) thought of you being with people that you want to be. That is just mind-blowing to me. Yeah. I think that's such a good point, though, is that, like, if you're finding that you're holding on to someone because of their qualities, like, how do you just evoke that within yourself? But, like, if you could print money at home, you would never go get a job and work for someone else. You'd print that money at home. If you could print your own self-esteem, if you could print these traits at home, you wouldn't need to go out and find them in other people. You would enjoy them when you found them in others right. because they'd be like, oh, now you're my equal. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, oh, you're not thirsty. I have to be around you. You're not thirsty. Like they're not, They are not the only way you see those traits. You see them every day in everything that you do for yourself. Mm. Yeah, I think that really is another takeaway too is like, are is this person an equal or do you have this like unhealthy obsession with them? Because I think mm-hmm. that also helps to understand when you should be giving someone the benefit benefit of the doubt versus being that's true yeah I think that maybe that is the the revelation here (laughs) because like when you're in a relationship like people aren't mind readers right like they could be doing something that is unintentionally hurting you and it is not malicious like there was another like dating coach out there that used to say um his name was like Evan Mark Katz I don't know if you heard of him but he used Mm -hmm. to say like Mm -hmm. all the time like if he's your boyfriend he has your best intentions at heart and give him the benefit of the doubt. If he's not your boyfriend, yeah. that's a totally mm. different situation. Exactly. Don't give boyfriend elasticity to someone you're only mm. dating. Right. Like, And maybe that's where the line is. And I think it's mm-hmm. also like, how are you feeling? Are you generally calm? Maybe they haven't texted you, but yeah. you're generally calm. And you're like, well, I know that they really do care. Versus you're yeah. like in a like frenzy, right? Totally. And I think that's very yeah. different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is behavior an outlier or is it part of a pattern? You know, if it's an outlier, it can be corrected. If it's like, if this is the norm, yeah. you right. know, and then you have to ask yourself, why do I, why do I allow this to be the norm? Why am I okay feeling this bad? Am I desperate? Is this how I felt around my parents? Is this how my mom felt around her, my dad? You know, is where does it end? And again, that kind of thing feels like bottomless to explore, but it, it really isn't. Like even just being aware, like once I became aware of like why I had that codependent thing with my ex-boyfriend, I was able to back away mm. from it. And it's like, okay, now I see that the part of my brain that's telling me to do this is like demon brain. You know, yeah. like, it's my demon brain. It's not my rational Shallon brain. And I'm like, okay, thank you for the suggestion, demon brain, but I'm actually not going to go with that choice. Mm. You know, and just yeah. that sliver of, of objectivity made all the difference. We right. still broke up, but. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, demon brain. <laughs> demon brain is horny. I don't know. It's, it's horny like demon. the 90%. <laughs> It's like the 90% rule though. Like, are you feeling good like 90% yes. or is it like every day there's a new emotion happening? Like those are ways that you can really identify <sighs> how much of a fuck boy this is, but. Totally, totally. I think the one last takeaway that I have is I love this bad 
driver, drunk driver analogy, just because someone's mm-hmm. not aware of what they're doing doesn't make it okay. And I think a lot of times we justify right. that behavior. It's, oh, he's a nice guy. He doesn't, he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't mean well. If you're not feeling good, and again, this goes back to what we were just saying, is this a pattern or a one-off? If it's a one-off, call mm-hmm. it out. If it's a pattern, it doesn't really matter what his intention is. No, because it's not your job to fix him. And that's what we almost like that. If it's a pattern, it's like, oh, now I get to dig in. I have a project. <laughs> mm. No. Yeah, you no. can't like, tell go him. Go sew a mask. You can't <laughs> tell him to go to driver's <laughs> ed, but still let him drive to your house. I mean, that's just not, he's not going right. to learn anything from that. So let him figure out that he needs to go to driver's ed on his own. Yeah. Yeah. So Shallon, you do your daily live stream from 3 to 4.30 Pacific time every day on your YouTube channel. Uh, If anybody wants to tune in and you're going to be doing this for the foreseeable future. Yeah. I took like the last day or two off just because I needed to like reset. And, but I'm still doing my daily videos um, on like love is blind, the Kardashians, Ellen, and like what we can learn from, from people like that. I I forgot to say this at the beginning, but the whole reason we like started talking and did this collab is because I commented on (laughs) what you guys posted. the engagement video you guys thought no, I was I kidding I you was were not kidding. kidding I was like I told Julie that I didn't think you were kidding and she thought you were kidding she's like reach out to her see if she wants to elaborate on it I'm like I don't think she's <laughs> hey. kidding I think she was really mad by the, by the post I was like I'm gonna report this to Instagram this is offensive people getting engaged this is ridiculous <laughs> hey we got you the plan no, worked the plan, the plan worked, worked. <laughs> I, I feel right into I feel your like trap. we've been trying to get that you on the podcast great. for some time now. We've like hit you up a few times, oh so we got gosh. you. We trapped you. Oh my gosh! Well, now oh, you're yeah, stuck we trapped with me. you. I'll be back our, on here. Our game playing really so, worked. That was the whole point of that post. You just didn't know it. <laughs> Mission accomplished. But for anyone that doesn't know your um, YouTube channel, can you kind of tell people where they can check mm-hmm. it out? Yeah, it's just my name, Shallon Lester, on YouTube, and you can follow me on Instagram, Cameo, and TikTok at Shallon XO. And my podcast is called Girl on Top and it's out every Wednesday. And if you guys have a love question and you want to like talk to me one-on-one, I answer individual questions on my website, Shallon. And if you're interested in the Shallon boot camp where she'll kick you in the (laughs) balls. Let us know. Oh, yeah. We're gonna take. We're gonna start a wait list right now. Yeah, and if you don't want to be in the boot camp and you are a D one <laughs> athlete, you may also slide into my DMs. <laughs> I love it. I you're like I'm all against fuckboys unless you're a D one athlete. <laughs> then all the rules don't apply. I mean, because you know what, you've got the abs to back it up. So I'm not mad at that. If you're gonna be a douchebag, you have to be hot. That's all yeah, I exactly. Have. The horny demon is talking again. <laughs> but I think that is like on a closing note, I think it's a it is a good lesson for all men, right? Of how would a woman be feeling right now? Can you put yourself in their shoes, whether it's you're intentionally trying to fuck someone over or totally clueless? Can you just yeah. take a step back and be like, okay, I'm not getting the dating results I want. Is it me? Because I feel like a lot of times people play the victim mentality, right? It's like, yeah. why don't women like me? And it's like, wait, could I just put in 10 more minutes to better understand women opposed to 10 more minutes complaining that no women like me? Right. It's like, be a human being, be a human being. And like, women are constantly giving feedback. We are constantly talking and sharing how we feel. It's like, maybe just listen in service <laughs> yeah. Job. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, we're gonna wrap this up. Thank you so much, Shallon, for being on Dateable. You are 
Thank you. This is so, so fun. Much. Such a riot. You're unstoppable. <laughs> you're unstoppable. We love you. We love you. Love Girl your on content. top. Yeah. Shallon on top. That's how it is. It's her world and we just live in it. <laughs> I'm glad. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And just me with like long nails and like a pink pleather no, hat. It's, be like, you, it's you, Shallon, with tentacles. It's you with tentacles. That's it. <laughs> And hoop earrings. And hoop earrings. That's all you do. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. We're going to wrap this up. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag stay dateable and trust us, we look at all of those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable.